Ask the Podcast Coach for June 25th, 2016. Let's get ready to podcast. Ah, there it is. It is Saturday. It is 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. It is time for Ask the Podcast Coach. I'm your host, Dave Jackson. Broadcasting live from Akron, Ohio, home of the NBA Finals MVP, LeBron James. I'm sporting my 2016 Cav shirt. These are really hard to come by. People are like gouging people's eyes out. It's like Cabbage Patch Kids all over again. And uh, joining me as always from the average guy.tv, the one and only Jim Cullison wearing a, uh, a, a parrot shirt today. Talk, talk.to, our friends over there. We haven't talked about them in a while, yeah. but uh, talk.to. If you want to add uh, chat to your website there, they've got a free plan. That's just dynamite. Works pretty well. Yeah. And our cat Pippin has joined us for the webcast today. So he's going to he's gonna hang out right here next to me and uh, help us answer Excellent. meow questions. <laughs> That's all right. If you have a question about podcasting, um, go ahead and, and click on the call in button. And... Um, we will answer your questions. That's the way it works. We're here every Saturday at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. So if you're listening on Spreaker or Mixler or any of those other fun-filled things, which I'm not even looking at, I could be completely pegging the meter over there, but I was playing with that this morning. But this is what we do. And um, Dave, let me, can I start us off with a question from the go right ahead. Facebook group? I think this is a good one. Uh, we, we visit this from time to time, but I think it's a good one to come back to. So Josh Nelson over in the Facebook group asks, uh, been hearing other podcasts using a tip jar using PayPal where fans can donate money to the show. Anyone else using this type of method to monetize? And, you know, uh, with Patreon coming out, a lot of folks have just kind of moved to the Patreon movement and are uh, kind of charging in that way. Um, lately, Huzzah, I think that's how you pronounce it, H-U-Z-Z-A, Huzzah, am I getting that right? Huzzah, um, is beginning to kind of move into this space as well. But Dave, as we think about old school donation or tip jar, what else have you seen that actually works besides those two? I shouldn't say besides those two, because really <laughs> Huzzah has been out like a week. But but uh, besides Patreon, anything else that you know of that uh, where, where folks can collect donations? That's it, it. Just good old PayPal. I mean, if you want to see that in action, if you go over to supportthisshow.com, I've got a big button there that says donate. Um, you could use uh, ca- oh, is it cash.me? Okay. Yeah. Um, to... Uh, well, and PayPal, you can still set up a donation link in using um, using PayPal, um, and and that that actually still works. You can accept donations that way if people want to do it. I've had one offs from time to time. People who tell me, "Hey, I want to donate, but I don't want to go through all the you know the 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 other hoops to get that done." Um, you can still do that. You can still set up a donation link on PayPal and get that done. Yeah, there's um, I use one. It's Cash Me slash podcast coach. Um, that's for people that just hate PayPal, basically. And that is through the same people that do Square, that little Square um, type of thing. I think when we think about, when we think about taking donations or, or working with your customer to, to, you know, to help fund the show, I still really feel like, Dave, that's a pretty complex, complicated process for most folks to do it right. If you have a show between 100 and 1,000, it's really just a difficult process to begin with. 
and not saying it can't be done, but getting individuals to contribute to the podcast. It's we talked a little bit about this in last in last week's show, and we just talked about getting people to contribute from a you know from just a uh, a talking or or posting in Facebook or sending in you know doing tweets. That's hard enough. Getting folks to eat to separate their money from themselves to give it to you is even harder. And so it's, it's a, I think it's still, it's one of those fundamental challenges when we do things besides sponsorships to gain listener um, uh, uh, support or sponsorship. Dave, from a percentage standpoint, if you were to guess to say the percentage of your audience that would actually contribute to your, to your podcast from a percentage standpoint, what, what kind of numbers do you think you'd guess? Three is usually where I, I, and that's, but, but that's typically, that's a response back. Like if I send out a survey, like you posted oh. a survey first thing, right? That's about 3% is about that. Yeah. Do you think it's even lower? I mean, it's gotta be yeah. lower when we think about money. Oh, when it's money, forget about it. Uh, one to 2%. Now I will say they're like, I, I put a thing out to my entire newsletter list this week and it was, could you help me? That was the title of life for, and it said two seconds. And I wanted people to go over and subscribe to because of my podcast, because I'm doing this whole experiment to see exactly what is the effect of new and noteworthy. And I had a lot of people that actually jumped in that because it doesn't cost them a dime, I think is the big thing. I was really surprised. How you they- know, I jumped out on my phone and did that. So I was listening to you. And so what I got to work on Monday, cause you asked for that review. Mm. And so when I got to work, the next thing I did was I, you know, I clicked on the, the album art, I think in iTunes and went to it. And there's a place where you can leave a review pretty easy. But on that, just you got to log into iTunes. That might be the hardest part of getting logged into iTunes on the phone. By the way, I don't, I don't think it's, it's getting to iTunes that stops people. It's the password that stops people when they got, cause you're on your phone and you're like, Oh, what did I, what is my iTunes password? Cause how often do you really log into iTunes? Yeah. Right. Not very often. I had to go to LastPass on my phone, find it, <laughs> copy it, bring it over, <laughs> paste it in, then leave a review. And it's a miracle only cause I co-host the show with you that I probably made all those steps to get there. Yeah. So those reviews are valuable. And I think there's, it's, they're hard to get. You know, just because there's that password step of having to log into iTunes uh, when you're on your mobile device. That's not the easiest thing to do. Yeah. The um, the other thing about just PayPal donations is there's the, the one thing that Patreon does besides take a more percentage of your PayPal is you make more money with PayPal. With Patreon, you have the ability to then give rewards. So there's, you know, if you donate this, you get that. If you do this, you get the, you know... I will pinky swear to be your friend forever or whatever the reward is, things like that. So that's the other advantage of, of Patreon, but they do take more money. You end up giving another um, 5%, I think it is roughly where um, PayPal just takes, usually it's somewhere between 2.5 and 2.9%. Thing, same thing with cash.me. So um, that's the whole, it's one of those things. It's a great question. It's just, it's easier said than done. Cause we all go, if I just had 50% of my audience would give me a buck, I could quit my day job. And it's like, it just ain't going to happen. I put a link in the chat room, but it's also at askthepodcastcoach.com slash one, three, two S for survey. And this week's survey, we are saying, Hey, um, if you, if you can remember the last five podcasts you listened to, not a last five and five, but how many of those, did you click a play button on a website? And it might be zero because maybe you just listened to everything through an app. 
Um, and then my other question is, so it's a two part question. Have you ever clicked a share button on a website ever to share content on a, um, so if you're on a, cause I'm playing with players and it's one of those things where everybody's asking about, you know, which one's better should it be Pat Flynn's or the smart podcast player or the appendipity as a player and all these other players, the cool cast player. And I'm kind of going, my first question is, uh, are we even using these things? I mean, how many people actually click play on a, on a website? So we'll, um, play that. And then, uh, Craig, from uh, Inglés podcast, switch from Bluehost to WP Engine, and they are pricey. Um, wanted to know any hosting ideas, Jim? I'll let you go ahead and throw in the one. Is it Chris? Yeah, Christian. Christian Johnson. He's one of the co-hosts. Yeah. He runs a he runs a company called Maple Grove Partners. Small small company. Uh, web hosting. He specializes in WordPress and secure WordPress. Ten bucks starts at ten bucks a month, and it's it's hard to get above that. But yeah. ten bucks a month gets you web hosting and media hosting as well. So it's a great value. Again, small company, just it's, they're not gigantic. You've probably never heard of them, but that's who I use and I've had great success. Maplegrovepartners.com. And then my, uh, nothing against Christian, my favorite. And the only reason they're my favorite is because I've been using them for 20 years is, uh, I've been using, uh, HostGator and I also use Bluehost and I also use WP Engine, but the, the big one that most of my stuff is on is HostGator. If you go to a school of podcasting.com slash, uh, hosting, uh, you can um, sign up over there as well. Christian's goal in life, Dave, is to get you to be a Maple Grove Partners that, customer. By the way, so he is he he prays Sunday, <laughs> Dave Jackson will be a Maple Grove Partner. That's funny. T-shirt. Michael Ray asked the question, and I just discovered that if you copy and paste from Blab into another program that allows background color, the background black comes over. Uh, best way to use an external mic on an iPod or iPad. And maybe how to run into a second soundboard. Oof. All right. Why? Yeah, that's my first question. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> Let's not overcomplicate this thing. Yeah, I would. Um, the easiest way to get a mic into an iPad is to get an Audio Technica ATR2100 or 2005 and then get what's called the camera kit. And that allows you to plug a USB into a an iPad or an iPhone. Um and that is that is how I would do it. But into a sound board, you're out of luck because once you go into an iPad, you I doubt that you could go into. Yeah, Mike is calling Good. in. Br- bring him in. Let's clarify. Yeah, because we're this, like, what this, the heck is he? This this sounds a little like yeah. like we're trying to force. No, 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 no. Square just, pegs no, in our holes. No, my daughter uh, wants to do some kind of like a Facebook Live thing. So I'm trying to figure out how I can, I know there's this little microphone I can put on her iPod, uh, a road for like 59 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to think, well, how can that iPod, uh, can do that for them, put it out to a soundboard to where maybe two 2100 microphones uh, can be used instead of that little thing there. Vice versa, go into the soundboard, go out of the soundboard into your phone. So okay. going to the soundboard. So just same thing, same thing as you would like a recorder or something, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Except okay. you're going into a phone and because uh, I got an extra mixing board and I'm gonna I'm setting the garage up. I'm I'm doing all kind of stuff for the garage and background for her so she can have her little place there and then uh, we'll see how that works. But uh, yeah, no, I'm not doing anything weird. I just wanted to make sure because you guys probably know me and it's like you know, nah, this guy he's uh, he's going off the rails. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure. Let's Here, get I'll- back on the road. 
I am. Um, I'll throw this in chat, Mike. Michael, um, the, I think this is the the road vid mic me directional microphone. Didn't we talk about that here, or maybe that was we talked about it on Mike Murphy's show on Monday night? I can't remember, but it, this I think this is what you're talking about, right? The road video right. mic me little yeah. sixty, yeah, a little sixty dollar. Uh, yeah, they got them. Yeah, goes, they got them down at Rockbrook for like sixty bucks or something. Yeah, so about that long. Snaps right. on the front of your phone like this and gives directional mic support for an iPhone. Right. Actually, I've got one ordered. It's on the way in. I'm gonna we're gonna try to work with some of our. We want to interview some of our interns for a video. Right. And and the video while the video on an iPhone is great, the audio is marginal. Right. It, it's just okay. Right. I'm hoping this Rode microphone will change that. Will change it and just just boost it up a little bit. So we get a little bit well, better quality. I saw a little uh, demonstration they did on the, on their advertisement. Of course, they're you know going to advertise it better than what it really is, but it has to be something better than what that mic is. Because if, if she has that little iPod in the garage when I built this desk up, it's, it's there's going to be no cushions or anything. So if she has some kind of directional thing, she can sit there and do whatever it is she wants to do, and then uh, that way it maybe sound a little bit better. So yeah. But I was thinking about just that old soundboard I have. I haven't used it in a while, and, and I'm not going to use it for this here. So I thought, well, I'll just take it out there, permanent, put her little iPod thing up there. Because I think that's with Facebook Live, you can only use it on uh, iPods and iPads, right? You can't use it on, on web-based. I don't know. Do you know, Dave, uh, Facebook Live? Because I, I think they only have the – because I tried going into – the iOS I have here on a, on a lap on a, on a, on a desktop, there's no way to go live. But if you go mobile, you hit the hit live button and it goes live. So that's a great question. I've Dan, never. Daniel says you can stream to Facebook Live with desktop software. Yeah, I would think if I'm just on. Oh yeah, with, yeah. Check in, tag people. Yeah, because I saw some uh, software uh, that you can get, and I think it was something like a live stream they called or something, and. You know, but but for her, I just want to get it simple and cheap because I it, it'll cost me money. So yeah, always does. Eliminate. Yes, it does. It and always does. Yes, it does. So, yes, well, yes. you know, I mean, I can put some of that. I'm gonna put that like that brick. You can get it for like twenty bucks a sheet and put it right against the garage door and just just glue it on there and make it look like brick. Get her a little lamp or something and and build her a desk and say. Have at it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stephen and Stargate Pioneer just talked about Facebook Live on the last episode of Better Podcasting. And okay. uh, they were talking about, I see Daniel in the chat room was talking about OBS is a free software that would allow you to uh, to tap into that. Okay. I, and that's using your desktop then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is something I, I'm okay. with you. That is something but I have not done yet. you capture software to do it. So one right. of those, Wirecast, OBS, vMix. Any of those okay. would be able to stream into Facebook Live. Yeah, and but Next as far point. as she's concerned, her best bet is probably that microphone like you got, you know, like you're going to get, and the iPod. She's got a little 16 gig iPod. She can just set it right there and go and to the, the camera. And the camera. I wonder if the camera's going to make much difference if it faces towards you or faces away. It probably faces away because the camera's better on those. Mm, well, you'd want the I, one because I don't want to look at whatever she's looking. It depends on what she's talking about. I don't know why. What, what's a 13 year old girl talk about? I, I Boys, <laughs> I would I would just use the camera facing her so she can see herself. Yeah, in there, okay. and then point that point that microphone back. I just have to be there. I'm I'm running. I'm actually just going to be security. That's so, it. Just, yeah, yeah. So, and then okay. you you might want to put have her put that on a on a tripod device of some kind. You know, a little. Yeah, I got right? uh, I got one of those little uh, things that uh, like a selfie thing. 
that you can put it on a tripod, but I'm thinking about taking her desk and then putting some kind of stick on there where it can just be mounted there. And then she can just, or I don't know, I'm, I'll work on something, but I think you're right. That tripod thing probably works. So. Yeah. Hey, these newer arms work pretty too. I, I've talked about this a bunch, but you can take a, oh, it makes sense. You can take one of these, you know, this is just one of those newer arms, right? For microphones. Right. You, you get one of these, you know, you get one of these magnet devices, stick it to the back, these huh. to that and boom, you're in. So, That's an idea. Do you have and a then link? You, can move, you can move it around. Just go to Amazon and t- newer N E E W E R. They're fifteen bucks. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Super, super cheap. And then what's the Amazon. little clippy thing called? Uh, it's called a well. I, there's there's a bunch of different kind. Wizgear makes this one. Oops. Sorry, I think no. they sell those in Nebraska Furniture Mart. Oh, they sell them everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I think on Amazon you're going to spend seven bucks for them. Right. They're probably uh, fifteen if you buy them retail. Yeah. They're I think I got one at Fry's for fifteen one time. Yeah. And you can use it when when it has the uh, the case on it. Because I put hers in a case. Yep. The the okay. whiz, the 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 actual gear will come with a plate, and it'll come with a sticky plate and a non-sticky right. plate, right? Well, sticky and plate to the iPod and to that, and then boom, and you're in. Oh, and you, you see how that's holding it, right? I mean, so oh, that's, yeah. then you can move it around and get it positioned right, and I can do it this way or that way. Um, yeah, that beats the heck out of putting it on a, a tripod and having a cat cruise through there because we have a cat that does the same thing. He comes down here and he starts eating stuff, and he runs across the desk and. He's, I think he's uh, nuts myself, but, you know, who wants to judge? <laughs> cats. Dave and I don't know anything about cats. No, so, not at all. Well, I'll tell you what my, what my cat does is my cat will walk down the hallway. He'll look at the light switch. And he'll jump up and he'll turn the lights on. Nice. And he'll run. I'm like, he'll just come up there. And yeah. then if he knows he's got something, he just scurries away and you got to chase exactly. him underneath. But you, gotta, uh, anyway. you should record that sometime and get it on. I'm, try, I'm trying to get it where... I'm there at the same time because yeah. that because he just I'm not kidding he just jumped because we come in one day and all the lights were on I'm like who the hell's doing that you know and then it's the cat and we watched him and we're like okay so all right all fellas right, it's always wonderful good work so. thanks for calling in you're the perfect call in guy you have a great question and and uh, in your and the looks patient. and the looks Jim. the looks are That's awesome in. too yeah you're uh-huh. handsome and my hair is combed if, hey if they don't find you <laughs> handsome at least they should find you handy handy That's right <laughs> and they don't so we'll see you bye see you Michael. <laughs> Love it. That's the perfect call, by the way, right there. If you've got a question, you're a regular. Just jump in. Love to love to uh, interact. Any thoughts on an iPad holder? I have one. It's in my closet. I haven't used it uh, to me because that's another stand, and yeah. I've already got two stands. Plus, I've got one here for the recorder. I was just like, you know, what? I just. My, I mean, my iPad right now is sitting right here on my desk, so I can sit here and go, you know, what did you think about that, LeBron? Listen, you've put everything into the game. The game will, the game always gives back to people that's true to the game. There you go. The game will always give back to the people that give to how the many, game. How many cliches can we count? <laughs> oh, sports, oh, sports things are always the best. You know, you know, you got to make plays. We made the plays. You can't turn the ball over. Yeah, there, there's no, no. team and you got to give them a lot of credit. Yeah. Got to give, give them a lot, lot of credit. credit. They, they played their hearts out. Yeah. It's um, a good team. Couple, when we think about stands, a couple other things to think about. So SP's jumping in. Yeah, that's a great one. And SP, does that um, have a mount where it could go on a tripod too? No, it doesn't. I've seen a lot of iPad stuff that goes on to like mic stands and stuff like that, but I've got a hutch right behind me. So this has a nice secure clamp. It's an eye cross. And the only problem is this is actually the second one. And now I'm looking at it. 
there's a little ball joint right there and the plastic is cracking on that again. So, well, that's um, the weak spot of the, the design, right? It's holding yeah. the weight. That ball is holding the weight of the, uh, of the iPad. Yeah. So I'll probably secure that with maybe, I don't know, some super glue on the, now that I've taken <laughs> off the hutch, some super glue or whatever, but, uh, you can get these, uh, different ones that clamp on, uh, to wherever you can get them that, um, clamp on like desk clamp ons, like a, a mic boom arm that clamps on stuff like that. So there's just different ones that you can get. This one just works for me because of the hutch right there. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I bought one that had the attachment for a tripod. And so that connected to my surface and little stretchy things. I've, I've also uh, seen it like a universal one where the feet, you know, that the, you actually set the device onto and it clamps to are reversible. So it'll have a long one and it'll have a short one. And so you can, it gives you some flexibility on where you're going with what. And then I've even seen some nice holders that have grips behind them for your hand. So if you were holding the device, you could slide it in a nice like neoprene and, and, and then that thing will like stick to your hand. You know, I've seen a lot of that off. with contractors, like roofing estimators, whatever. We had some hail damage in the neighborhood and they were all going around with their iPads, you know, doing their quick estimates, which are all joined with the insurance companies now anyway, whatever. But they, yeah, they hold them to their hands with some sort of grip or device. And, and that's what they do there. Although generally when I'm podcasting, I just use, I know Dave showed one of these before, just a nice little stand just right in front of me, right in front of the monitor. So I'm able, and I use it for my soundboard. So it's right there or whatever, but it just depends on your use case. What do you need? There's a lot of different devices out there. What do you use for your soundboard? What, uh, what app? I've gone back and forth between boss jock and I jingle. Yeah. Uh, I jingle is good for if I'm doing a clip show with a, a big interview with a lot of different clips that I intersperse, but Really, Boss Jock, the way I do my bumps and everything is probably the best for my work layout. So I've used both and I just prefer Boss Jock for bumps and intro and outro. But if I'm doing a clip show, I'll flip over and do iJingle. That'll work. That's what I'm using. And that's exactly what I do. I bounce back and forth between the two. The, the biggest thing, I don't know why, but for me, iJingle, when I'm importing things from Dropbox, just does it in like the blink of an eye. And I don't understand why, but Boss Jock, the same exact file would take five times as long. And I'm always doing this. Because it's actually processing the file as it's bringing it in. Maybe that's it. But I just know with uh, like this morning, that LeBron clip, I got that into the iPad in like five seconds. I was like, okay, Who? awesome. Who? You know, oh, the, the, the MVP of the 2016 Ouch. finals from Akron, I gotta, Ohio. I got I to gotta tell you, Dave, I happen to be with my son driving through Cleveland the weekend that he made his big announcement. And remember the big, huge oh, yeah. sheet billboard that was on top of the, the, yeah. the building downtown. Yeah. I drove by that as they were taking it down. Yeah. It's uh, what's well, interesting. Here's another thing we talk about branding right here. Well, number one, we found out that if you, if you win a championship, you can say whatever you want on TV. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you got, they had a live stream of, of his rally at the end and he dropped an MF, he dropped an F and a S all on live TV. And I'm like, somebody needs to like hand him a note and go, you're on TV. Quit cussing. Cause I'm like going, he's all about the kids and his foundation. And look at that guy. He's a big MFer. And I'm like, dude, you can't say that on TV. I so. wonder if they, the broadcast stations that were broadcasting that, were able to transfer the FCC fine to him. Because he's got it, apparently. That was, um, 
but I was just thought as a as a branding move, I was just like, wow, he's because it's like he's such a nice guy and he does so much and he didn't and he does he does a huge amount of stuff in the community and I'm like, dude, you're just ruining. Your, I know it's you, you won. I know he doesn't have a shirt on. Who cares? But you know the FCC is still. And the the interesting thing was there were a million people in downtown Cleveland. I mean, it just went on for miles, just a sea of people. And I'm like going. I heard those were all former Browns quarterbacks. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> We've only had about 35 of those. And that's what right. the, the thing was hilarious about that was like, and I don't get this. And, and is I mean, I'm going to now tie that into podcasting. Please don't tie your personal worth and your self-esteem into your download numbers. Because there are people that are like, we're champions now. And I'm like, well, no, technically, those 14 guys on the stage, they're champions. We're, we're spectators. And they were just like, people are like, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm proud to be here now. And I'm like, you guys do, do, do realize like minutes after the rally was over at five o'clock, uh, there was a shooting. It's still Cleveland. You know what I mean? It's like, don't, don't forget. So, yeah. Lots of stuff going on in the world. Hey, guys, I'm going to drop out, but uh, thanks for having me on board. uh, Enjoy the show. You got it, man. Thanks for jumping in. How do you release special content to Patreon subscribers? If I have a special episode that should only go to subscribers, is my only option to email them an MP3? And that is a great question. And silly me, I always, here's what I do. Everything I do for our awesome supporters, if you go to, uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome is I just make a YouTube video and I make it unlisted. I will occasionally make it private until somebody goes, Dave, you marked it private again, because if you mark it private, nobody can see it. So I just make all mine unlisted. And then, cause that way, and all you do is copy and paste it. I forget exactly what formats you can put on, uh, the, um, I'm trying to actually go over and make a quick post just for giggles. There are, I was surprised that you can't upload an MP3. That's the one that I was like, really? Cause that would make life so easy. Now that would also turn them into a bit of a host. Here we go. If I click on post, it says drag and drop and upload your media. Okay. MP3. So you would just upload it. I swear that wasn't there before. MP3 wave files, M4A, WMA, JPEG, PNG. So apparently you just drag and drop them there. So yeah, you could, yeah. uh, yeah. And that way they automatically get it. So that makes life a whole lot easier. Um, All right, Randy's in there. If you want to let him in. Oh yeah. The one and only leaning toward wisdom. Always good to have Mr. Cantrell. Yes. Hey boys. How are, are you? How are you guys? Good. How are you, man? Good. I've got a question similar to what you just answered, Dave. Okay. So a client, They've got a couple of hundred employees. They want to do a premium, well, what I'm calling a premium, a protected feed. And I know you guys talked about this before in years past, but maybe things have changed. So if they want to give their employees a podcast feed on their mobile device and make it where they don't have to jump through 18 hoops to do it. That's the fun part. Yeah, exactly. What's the best solution today? I ease of consumption is obviously their their goal. I know I've never done it, but digital access pass because you have to set up something to protect it. I know digital access pass says they will create a password protected RSS feed. Is Mike down in the chat room? I know I've heard PowerPress 
can be used to make a protected RSS feed? Because I just heard somebody on somebody else's podcast say that they used PowerPress to make a protected feed. I'm like, didn't know you could do that. Um, Randy Beyond Pod has the is one of those apps too that has the ability to uh, to read and put a password in for the for the feed. So if you get it, if you get the feed password protected, then you can use like an app like Beyond Pod to be able to to read that. Yeah, I think I know iTunes. The desktop app can do that. I don't know if the pocket or the podcast app will do that. Uh, Daniel also says wishlist member uh, is another plugin that will do that. I wish Randy, I wish this was easy. But what if they're not, but what if they're not using WordPress, you know? So, I mean, that's the, that's does Gallup. The, does Gallup do anything like that, Jim? No, do you guys we do any internal. We do, but <laughs> Pod so we just, all we do is hide the files on YouTube. And then, oh, we, we share the link. So no password protection. You could, on YouTube, you can add users, you know, user IDs or, or email addresses to protect your video. Right? Well, that's, that's what got me thinking when, when Dave said, what he, you know, which I knew he was doing that, but I hadn't thought about that. But I thought, yeah. you know, if you, you can do private YouTube. mode on YouTube. I mean, what we find in a business setting is most people want to watch it at work. And still, this is just audio though. Yeah. Well, even so, even so, um, you know, you can, we, we, we put the content, we make it, we make it, uh, unlisted on YouTube and then we share that link around. Now we make, you know, could somebody take that link and could it leak out and somebody else see the video content? Absolutely. Or even just audio content. You you could do that does not guarantee a lot of solutions. This is where it gets really hard is if you really want to lock it down for a username and password, you have to, you have to add some kind of authorization, which means someone's going to have to go in and put all those names in. Yeah. Right. And manage passwords. And I mean, it gets so uh, yucky. Yeah. And you, you'd be like, well, in the, in the enterprise. So let's just add active directory in. Right. Cause that's right, right. most people, um, with most people, that's where it lands. But even that, then you got to get, uh, you know, you got to get your exchange administrators involved. And I mean, it gets really, really sticky. So this has been one thing. And this is why I think most people, they go down this path and then they go, oh, it's just, it's just too much work because you're blowing it across an organization and not everybody has that level of, sophistic- of uh, sophistication to be able to download an app, put the password in. What's the password today? You know, is there a standard password? That can still leak out. And then, you know, so I think most they people use, choose they not use, to do it. They use Blast SMS so they could do, they could do an unlisted YouTube and then they could send that link via text yeah. to their employees. Yeah, they could. Or email, right? E- e- either one works. They're a big text environment. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. right on. Put it in there, and then when they then hit they, the text, they don't it, have to do anything. Yeah. There and is, it's just unlisted at that point. It's not right. private. It's unlisted. Right, right. So people can still share it. And that's where people, when if you, if you have somebody who really, really, really wants absolute security, that is put it on your website behind a password. But even, you know, because once you download it, or if but it's even shareable, then they could give away a username and password. Yeah, that's true too. And it's you know, we Randy. One of the the as we started creating internal content, one of the, the coaching things I've told them is create it as if you know it's going to get leaked. Mm-hmm. And so if it does, you, you know, it's not the end of the yeah. world. Just don't be putting your trade secrets or whatever you yeah. want protected out there. Don't be putting yeah. it on a podcast. And so, yeah. um, you know, if you if you if you build the content assuming it's going to leak. 
I think you're a lot safer because there's just no way to guarantee. And then right. how do you pull that pack in and people could download it and then they have it. And so it gets. And I don't know that they're overly concerned. This isn't like they're going to be putting trade secrets out there to, you know, a yeah. few hundred employees. Yeah. They're just wanting to communicate on a regular basis. Yep. And I think if, it, if, that's, stuff. if that's okay and it, it, and you know, full disclosure, like, Hey, this could leak. Um, you know, that they unlisted. The other thing about YouTube, you know, if it does leak out, you can just delete the video. They're hard to download. So it's not like they can, somebody could just quick download that to keep it. If it's on YouTube, you know, yeah, it's, right. it, you can do it, but it's harder to download on YouTube. And then if for some reason it does leak out and you know about it or whatever, you can just shut that video off. Yeah. Take it to private or whatever you got to do. Yeah. Tell you right. No, right on. Yeah, yeah. You absolutely. Yeah. You could. All right. The other, helps. The other yeah. solution you might want to look at is Podbean because they have that built into one of their plans. They call it a, um, what is their official name for it? A premium podcast where in your case, just everything would be premium. There would be nothing for free. Okay. So that might be a way to do that because the, the, usually what you're looking for in that situation is how do I turn this off when we have to fire Steve? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but any solution is going to require you put users in. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're going to have to upload users and manage. I, I can't. You know, I well, if they just manage their out. content, if they just manage their content so that they didn't care, you know, if that got leaked yeah. and if there was something else, then they could always do that behind something that would require. Yep. yep. Do they have an intranet? I mean, do they have something already built up internally that they can all get to? Or is it pretty? Are they pretty? Just, okay. okay. No. No. So, so nothing where they, they're all, you know, in our situation. No, it's just, a, they're just thinking about, you know, the CEO being able to, being able to communicate with, with some short audio, um, you know, some audio message weekly to a few hundred people um, was kind of the idea. And I was trying to think of the best way, but, you know, come on. I mean, it, it's, now this, this wouldn't be sharing trade secrets or putting anything out to a few hundred people that I don't think that would be overly sensitive. Just trying to think of a way to just give it strictly to employees though. Obviously not something they want to put on iTunes or anything like that. Right. Right. Well, I like the YouTube option, make it unlisted, blast it out to the blast it out with a link. Right. You know, imply, Hey, this is private, right? This is just, this is for internal use only. And maybe even mark the video, you know, there's some, there's some privacy things you can do to say, you know, if you're not, you can have a slide that says this is for private use only. If you've gotten here, it's the same, right. same language we use for email, right? If you yeah. receive this and you're not, you shouldn't be watching this. That would protect people from it leaking out. And then, um, yeah, and then share that link. And then YouTube is such a universal platform, so easy to get to, and everybody knows how to do it. Yeah, and the fact that they do blast SMS to their people. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so when Dave was talking about that with the Patreon group, it got me thinking maybe that's a, even though it's just MP3, but yeah, like you said, they can, he could have somebody throw slides. Yeah. Throw slides whatever. or just, just put the logo. Yeah. Up, yeah. You right. know, doesn't have to be, it can, it can still be, and then it can still listen to it and they can still stream it, to be honest. I mean, they can, and that's all they can do to be honest is to stream yeah, yeah. it, but right. stream it off YouTube, uh, whatever, but it'll be bad because these are, we're talking three to five minute things. We're right. not talking. Yeah. Big yeah. Dog things. Yep. Yeah. All right. That Does that help? Yep. Thanks boys. Hi Randy. Thank good talking to you, man. Good seeing right. you. You bet. Have a good you bet. one. You bet. You bet.
Check out. Um, make, make, make remarkable had said, you know, downloading YouTube's, I'd said it's difficult. It's, it's easy actually, if you know what you're doing, you can, there's, there's players out there, but oh, yeah. a lot of people struggle with it. It's not an easy, if you know what you're doing, it's easy, of course, but a lot of normal Alan Newsom had said, I think a lot of average guys, um, and you know, to download the player and pull it down, it can be done. It's just oh, not it's, the average person is not going to do it. Here, let me, uh, let me solve that for you. Videograbby.com. There's a bunch of those. If you just Google oh, yeah. downloading a YouTube video, there's all sorts of sites and things like that. Hey, one there and one. You can do it. I'm saying you can. It's just the average person's this, this, not going to want to mess with it. No, this is an interesting. If I do this, share my screen. Oh, if I remember right. Yeah, there we go. Ooh, we're in the, uh, let me throw you over here. Okay. Um, this is called Kiss My RSS as opposed to if you substituted the R with an A, if you haven't figured that out yet. Um, and what it does is when you go to that, now if you want to check this out, they, it's not like an affiliate link. If you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash kiss, it puts a random podcast at the top of the screen. And your thoughts on the idea. I'm just going to start it there. My thoughts? Yeah. So in other words, uh, from a user standpoint, would I come out to a site and then just start searching for random podcasts? Right. Kind of like, again, like the clamor idea. Yeah. I, like here, it's the, interesting. The, it's interesting at first, but I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think people just will yeah. go through looking. I mean, it's, it would be a lot better to go to iTunes and just look for something that I'm interested in. That, that was my thought, right? So I, and this is from Ravi who does uh, digital access pass. And I thought, oh, man, I appreciate the work you put into this, you know, because I can sit here and just keep, show me another one, show me another one, show me another one. And so what I did was he said, do you want to test this? And I'm like, sure. No, I'm, I'm thinking, boy, this is going to suck if this just doesn't work because I like Ravi. He's a friend of mine. But I was kind of like, eh, you know, because it is kind of shotgun marketing. Check this out. I hope this shows up on the screen. Yeah, this is um, I have an old episode from 2011 on uh, 20 th 27 steps to get into iTunes. And you can see most months, this is a, a graph of months, I get somewhere between 10 and 20 downloads of that episode. And then you can see when you get to June, I had like 238. And I was like, now what I don't know is, again, anytime you have a quote spike, and I hate that phrase because to some people a spike is seven downloads. Um, is that a bot? Is that a person? Um, et cetera, et cetera. But I was surprised. Oh man, I thought I had, it was already logged in. Um, that this actually is referring, you know, a couple hundred people to that file. And that's when I went, hold on, you gotta be kidding me. Um, and if I go into what we're looking at is we're looking at stats in my Libsyn account and I can come in here and say, show me 27 steps to here. And I'm pulling this up and I can actually go over here now and say, show me traffic sources. And you can see right here, kissmyrss.com has brought me 382 people to that file. And those are downloads? Actual yeah, downloads. Those are actual downloads. That means somebody has clicked play 382 times. So, Dave, I'll, and, I'll, I'll and, caveat what I said, though. If they're doing a great job of promoting the site and they're getting eyeballs on it and people are clicking on it, then that may change things a little bit. Like, 
you know, hey, if I just throw up a site, I threw up validatemyfeed.com and, and you know, I put a bunch of uh, resources in there for folks who are having feed validation problems. It's not like because I just put it up and I had a catchy uh, URL for it that people started coming to it. I've got to go out and advertise it and work it. And so if they're doing that, well, yeah, then maybe there might be discovery. I mean, if they're incenting people to go click on and roll through those things. Yeah, obviously the numbers you have are showing something. Yeah. The question, are they real things or not? Yeah. Is it real engagement? And does it convert to subscriptions? That's That would be a big... That'd be a big question. Hey, I, you know what? I'm the kind of guy, if it's showing any, uh, any ability to convert, I'm on it. Even if it's just a couple, let's do it. Doesn't hurt you to be on that platform, right? Is it going to cost anything? Is, no, is he charging anything to be a part of it? It's free for like 500 impressions. And then it's a lot like if you go to podcastclicks.com, which is a, uh, a website I run, it's basically a banner exchange program. Um, I am kind of picky on like, if you have something with swearing or nudity or if you're, I don't know, it, think of it. If you wouldn't put the banner on a Disney website, um, I wouldn't probably approve your banner, um, because your banner is going to show up on everybody else's website and then their banner will show up on yours. So it's a, it's a banner exchange program. And this is basically the same concept. The more people you drive to the website, the more, free impressions you get. Ah, okay. So that's, there's, there's incentive for people right. to drive people to the site. Right. And the podcast to drive podcast, podcast right. listeners to the site. Right. So what's the catch for Ravi? When you go to Ravi, there's a link there for his cool cast player on the right hand side. So he gets right. exposure, right. you get exposure. And, um, you well, know. I like it. It's, you know, again, getting those motivations in the right place. Right. Uh, Ravi is motivated to create the site because he's looking to sell his player to podcasters. Podcasters are motivated to do this because they're getting eyeballs on the site. If they're inviting more, they're being motivated to get to blast it out to their audience because they get more impressions. So it, it feels like all the motivations are in the right, are going the right direction. The question is how long will it be sustainable for? And, you know, once all the podcasters roll through letting their people know, it would seem like there would be a dip. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to try to answer two questions at the same time. Um, someone in the chat room had asked about, can we upload videos to, can we upload audio to YouTube uh, via Libsyn? And the answer is not yet. Now, if you, and that's what I'm trying to find here, in the latest um, episode of Libsyn Live, where is video tutorials? There we go. Um, Crystal and I did a webinar over the new features coming to Libsyn. So they don't exist yet. They will exist somewhere uh, before podcast movement. And one of the features is the ability to upload your audio. We will convert it to video, take your artwork and put it on YouTube for you. So that is a... Uh, a feature that doesn't exist yet, but will exist shortly, uh, sometime over the next couple of weeks here, we're hoping. And um, the other new features, there are a couple of them. One of them is you're, w there's the Lipson player, and you're going to be able to make a player based on a category. So, for instance, I can make a category of growing your audience. And then I could go in and tag all the episodes where I talk about growing your audience and make a player that just played those episodes. That I think is kind of cool. 
Um, we've improved our ID3 tagging. If you've noticed, I haven't talked about Libsyn ID3 tagging because, well, in my opinion, they kind of did it halfway. Uh, they didn't include the author in the name of the show. And in my opinion, those are the two things that show up when you play an ID3 tag on your, your, you know, on your computer. That is coming. That'll be fixed. So what's going to be cool now is you'll be able to, if you're using on publish, you can actually upload a file. It would pull the information out of the MP3 file, put it in a Libsyn episode, and then publish it to your WordPress website. So you can basically upload an MP3 file and leave and it would just automatically publish it um, and then put it on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. So that's kind of, uh, that's the, some of the other new features. I'm trying to think what else is new. We had the uh, improved ID three tagging. Oh, uh, presets. So if you're always tired of saying, yes, put the ID three tags. Yes. Use this category. When I do this show, you, you basically have presets now for Libsyn that are coming. Um, so they're all kind of handy to me. I'm, I'm excited to play with YouTube just as an experiment because I've always wanted to do that, but it's always kind of like, you know, um, it was just an extra step that I didn't take. So now that that's going to happen automatically, I'm excited to see what that does for me. Um, but, um, so that's, that answers both questions. I think, I think Daniel asked, what was my, what was the best one? It kind of depends on what you're doing. Uh, for me, I'm excited about the the YouTube thing. And, oh, the other thing that's new is the Lipson podcast page is very basic. And it's it's kind of meant that way because it's meant for people who don't have a website and they're not very, they don't want anything major. Um, just, they just need a basic website. So that's what the, the Lipson podcast page is. And we've now... Uh, added the ability to upload images. It used to be uploading an image was you had to upload it via FTP, go get the URL and then put the U it was a nightmare basically. And that is now going to be much more like any other kind of website um, building program. You'll just be able to upload the image and you'll have a media library of that and things like that. So that's new. That's uh, that is not, that's one of those things that's, it's not a huge home run, but it is if you're using Libsyn as your main website. And there are people that do that. So those people are like shouting in the streets and having parades. Um, but for me, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't do that, but I can see where that could be uh, very, very cool. So, so in, in today's economy, when we think about podcasting and ID three tags, besides them showing up in a player, if somebody downloads it and, and getting that information there, what real value is there left in them? Right. I mean, not, not much, right? That's it. It's cause everything else is coming from the RSS feed. Yeah. So it's when you download a file that those come in handy. And that's the big question. How many people are downloading podcasts to their computer to, um, do we know which pod catchers are using ID three tags for the individual album art? Like when you boy, display, you know, when, when you get them and you display it, the other question would be how many, how many people actually look at that when they're playing their podcasts instead of just hitting it, play, plugging in or whatever and moving on. I mean, I, I know from time to time, I, I actually put my phone up on the dash. You know, I use the, I use these whiz gears in, you know, they're really meant for in car, in the, right. uh, you know, in the, in the vents. And, um, I, I do from time to time, I will play and I will notice for those people who do change their album art, I will notice that 
the album art has changed. And it's kind of, it's I don't like, again, it's not a game changer, but it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. So from a visualization standpoint, I bet, I, I wonder if some of the TV, you know, when we think about Apple TV and some of those that have some pod catching capabilities, if it's not to their advantage to grab that album art, that the specific, you know, episode by episode, because you can load your RSS feed can has, have album art associated with it, right? Then each individual episode can also have art, different art. In yeah. It. Um, so Daniel in the chat room says uh, the desktop version of iTunes, not the podcast app for Apple uses ID three tags overcast. He says, reads the image from the ID three instead of the RSS feed. I, I, I hmm, that one I want to test because I thought that, and I think it's using the featured image on the website. I need to, what I need to do is like make an image that says this is an ID three tag and put it in a file. And then, cause it's hard to tell sometimes cause a lot of times what I use as my featured image is also the image I put into the, um, the MP3 file, and then you don't know where where it's reading it from, and you got to dive into it and that whole nine yards. Although um, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because you it. can't control any of it. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, if you're going to do individual album art, I know, um, like uh, Emily and James over cla- cast, uh, classy little podcast, if I can say it. I know they change their album art each for each show, and so it has a different because they cover you know Cheers too, and then they have a topic. They changed theirs. Let's just go into Overcast really quick. I guess I could look at that yeah. and see if that's If I haven't, showing. Uh, speaking of downloading files and such, I'll put that link over in the chat room. If you joined us, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And um, there's a link there in the chat room for a survey we're doing to see how many of you are actually listening to a podcast on a website because uh, we're all talking about apps, if you notice. We're talking about Overcast, we're talking about iTunes, and things of that nature. And it's like, Dave, oh. when you load Ask the Podcast Coach each week, right, you put the unique, so this is album art for the, because you have the date embedded it's the, in it. It's so, the album art, but that's also, unfortunately, the featured image on the so website. So it is the featured image. So and this is Overcast. So yeah. it's possible this is pulling from the featured image as opposed to the uh, specific album art. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to tell. That's why I need like maybe next week on ask the podcast coach, I'll put the, the artwork that just says, this is an ID three tag and <laughs> and then we'll know. Well, or even just in the bottom right hand corner or something, you know, down here in the corner, right. Just put a little ID three. Yeah. Yeah. Something you know, to make so you it kind of know. Yeah. It, it, those should be easy to figure out. It's I'm sure it's in the documentation somewhere. Somewhere. Hey, before we run out of, of time, we want to thank uh, Frank Brill, Dale Henninger, Stargate Pioneer, Jeremy Dennis, uh, Paul, Rob Griffiths um, from Bedtime FM Storytime, Mike from ADHD Think Tank, uh, Corey from Ivy Envy, Jim Cullison, Emily from ClassyLittlePodcast.com, Gary and Margaret from KiwiMana.co.nz, Jason Bright from MattTalkOnline.com. And also, you ready for this? Guess who's emceeing the podcast awards? Hmm. The one and only Jason Bryan. I was like, man, what a great oh, fit nice. for that. Yeah, That's, You got the right voice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that was a secret or not. It's not anymore. Um, Dave Wilson, um, Adam from the Seahawkers podcast, Craig from Inglaze podcast, uh, Glenn from Horse Radio Network, and of course, the one and only Cody Sison. Um, Sison, Sison, Sison. Uh, apparently, he doesn't listen a Send lot. Send your name in. How often do I have to say? <laughs> he must not be getting to the end of the podcast. That's it. He's, he's not getting there yet. I'll have to say that in the beginning of the podcast next week. So I'm trying to... Survey says, as we get ready to wind up, 
85% of people of this audience is not listening on a website. And the other uh, 14%, two out of five, have said they listen to a, a podcast on a website. And so there you go. That that makes me think again, all this talk and, and um, not hype, but we there are a lot of players out there. And I'm, I'm kind of the whole question is, is anybody using these things? I think, I think they are just not as much as we think they should be. Like, so, you know, when you publish it on social media and they come back to your site and they're at work, I think, yeah, they're going to probably give it a quick listen. That's where you get, you get three minutes to prove to somebody they should subscribe to it type deal. So I think, you know, I think there are a, quite a few that hit the players. They're just not regularly like, oh, I should go to this site. I think on the second time they go to the site, they're probably like, you know, I should probably just download this or yeah. I should probably just put this on my phone. So I do think it's a little bit of a gateway or it can be kind of a gateway listening device to for folks. If, if you don't have a player, I think you're missing people. Like if you only had an RSS feed and you hit the yeah, players. Yeah. That would kind of that would be silly. I think you'd miss it? probably about twenty percent. I think I heard Rob yeah. say that about eighty percent of downloads come from an RSS feed, and the rest don't. Yeah, um, it's just one of those things you have to have. To your point, how much how much time do you want to spend on the player? Like are, figuring out which is the best one, and you know all these features involved in it, whatever, whatever. I think you make a quick decision to move on. Yeah, because my here, here's my other question on this: Which would you rather have a a share button to share it on Twitter and Facebook, or would you rather have a subscribe button? Cause for me, I'd rather have a subscribe button, mm. but that's, but just, you can have both pretty easily. Yeah. That's the problem. When you have share and then subscribe, then you end up with Hanny's product, which is more buttons than player. Well, it, but you can limit those too. Yeah. Like I have, I have limited it to four buttons or five, something like that. And they're pretty, they're pretty good size and they work out pretty well. It is a little bit like, Oh, which one do I choose? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. You know, but hey, at the end of the day, I mean, there's no perfect way, right? You just, you put some things out there and you hope some folks click on it and, and, um, nice. yeah, make it available to them. I love our chat room. This is again where oh, I go I back to I you attract like minded people. Stargate Pioneer, 80% of my audience listens to my podcast. I love that. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to do, I am doing an experiment this weekend. If you haven't already, even if you've never listened to it, please go to becauseofmypodcast.com slash iTunes and subscribe to the show. If you feel so moved while you're there, leave a rating and review. And I realize you've never listened to the show at this point. Um, it's interesting because when I last checked, I had over 200 downloads and 17 reviews and yet was not in new and noteworthy yet. And then somebody emailed me and said, Dave, you do, have you not heard that as much as iTunes is behind on updating listings, they may also be behind on updating new and noteworthy. And I went, eh, cause I am in new and noteworthy in the technology category. And so far that's done almost very, which is what I want to prove. There's not much that it does in terms of that. Cause I'm on like row 91. You have to scroll down. And that's the other thing I hate in iTunes when you're looking at the new and noteworthy list, you'll be scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and all of a sudden it just stops. Like it has to rebuffer. And then you're like, okay. And I mean, you have to sit there like four or five seconds, which is not a long time, but it is when you're going, come on, come on, what's going on. It's like, ugh. so, but I, I think in the end we'll, we'll prove I've got a couple, it's going to be interesting because I have a couple clients that I, I'm not going to say who they are, 
but I can go in and get their numbers because I'm like, oh, look, they're a new and noteworthy. Oh, look, they're a new and noteworthy. So I can now go and look at their numbers and go, here's the kind of the numbers you can uh, expect from from this. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of go from there at least. But Jim, what's coming up on uh, theaverageguy.tv? Oh, yeah, we've, we just had a great show this weekend. We kinda, we're, we've we been doing a kind of a home automation theme. So if you're into that, we covered... Uh, some cams this week. We covered a bunch of other gear that uh, that you would want to maybe install in your home. And so if you're into home automation at all, theaverageguy.tv. And I just I just published it right before we uh, we went live. I'm trying to get in the habit of editing Friday night so I can release Saturday morning. So when you ask me that question, I can say it's available right now at theaverageguy.tv. So check that out. Awesome. This week on uh, the School of Podcasting, the one and only. You know him, you love him. Glenn the Geek coming back for a third time. He emailed me and said, hey, I think I learned some stuff. Then I'm like, dude, when are you available? Bring it. Bring, Bring it. it, Glenn. Yeah. Uh, he's also, um, I got him to talk a little bit about how he does his show. I actually went over and listened to his show. He does a radio show. Like we do a kind of a podcast live. That guy does a radio show. And I'm like, how are you like, he's doing commercials and breaks and phone people calling in and I'm like what's and when you hear what he does that's why you'll probably decide to never do what he does because he's got three people four computers it's kind of insane how he's uh, doing that so that's uh, what's coming up and uh, if you'd like to be uh, we mentioned our awesome supporters earlier if you would like to become uh, an awesome supporter go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and uh, you get the post show which is coming up in 43 seconds to the post show and uh, along with uh, occasionally I make uh, little tutorials and things of that nature that I throw over there. And I like that one because I just throw stuff. You pay whatever you want a month and you get stuff where my other Patreon was. I got paid every time I put out a, an, an episode of anything. And mentally, I just couldn't handle that. <laughs> every time I put something out, is this worth whatever it was, $24? I'm like, it's a four minute video. So that's why I'm switching. But uh, we're here every Saturday at Ask the Podcast Coach. We'll see you next week.